Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week breaking down all the things happening in pop culture and interviewing the stars that bring it to life. You know my guest today because she's been here before to chat all things Housewives. In fact, she was my first guest on the pod, but today she's joining The Gist to talk about her new single, People That I Love Leave, which is officially out everywhere you listen to music. Please welcome Grammy-nominated platinum recording artist Cassidy Pope. Hi, thanks for having me back. Of course, I'm so excited. I know last time you were here, we teased that the music was coming. But now it's officially out. The first song is officially out. And people now know you have made your triumphant return to the punk pop rock scene. Thanks. I mean, I'm so far so good. I'm very excited to be back. And, you know, I just feel like, yeah, I'm like back home. It feels very natural. It feels very me. And I don't know. It just it the whole thing from like the writing of this song to the recording of it, to like getting it mastered to Rick, to filming the music video that's coming out soon. Um, it all has felt so just like, it just makes sense. It feels yeah. very good. It's, it's just very authentically you. It's like, it, yeah. it has a little bit of everything. Like obviously you've, you've done it all. You uh, fronted Hey Monday and kind of that was your first for or, uh, entry point into this kind of punk rock scene. Um, and then obviously solo, you went went and won The Voice in season three. You were on Team Blake, so it felt natural. You made a move to Nashville, and thank God you did, because that's how we met. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so you did uh, a, a very solid run in country for the last many years, 10 years, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, and now you're back, and it is. It's exactly where you belong, and it feels like you must be like you must have that feeling of like, I'm home again. Yeah, I do. And I feel like the past three years, really specifically, I've felt a bit disconnected from country music. And I realized I really wasn't listening to it very much. And I was definitely like disagreeing with a lot of um, just the fundamental things that you kind of have to believe and and do and say as a country artist, us like not including the artists that speak out on things that I'm mm-hmm. passionate about, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's just sort of like assumed and, and expected of you to like walk this line and just like not s- speak out of turn. And I'm, I've just really grown over the last four years in my, um, my passion and like my, my, um, my activism. So I don't really want to, to, feel like if I say something about about just like basic human rights that I'm going to be like blacklisted in a genre yeah. and be yeah. told you're not country anyway, if you think these things. And so that started to really just like, that started to, I guess, nudge me in this direction. Um, and then my last record thrive was really just like a bridge, I feel mm-hmm. like from yeah. country into pop punk. And now I'm fully in. So feels good. Yeah. Yeah, you you had you had been sitting on a lot of those songs on that were on Thrive for like a long time that even like dated back to some of your old kind of pre-voice days and uh and so it like you were you were sort of reintroducing that sound into 
what you were sort of doing before. So not to alienate the people that had come to find you from the voice and the work that you had done on frame by frame and other things. But now it's like, even with people that I love leave, I feel like it's like a very natural transition. It doesn't feel like, you know, there's been some artists, you know, I think really famously and maybe very notably like pink is one of those artists who like, she came out, she was almost like a rap artist. And then her (laughs) second record was such a completely different thing. And it, it obviously worked out so well for her. It was much more successful than her first. but it was like it was it did feel very different to like who she was as a brand and an artist and this doesn't feel like you've changed everything about who you are um or the sound that you're delivering on on this song so it feels very natural thank you yeah I mean I've always I've always kept that like pop rock thing intact even when I did country music so I I agree and I I haven't really been seeing anybody say like whoa what happened (laughs) so I don't think it's really shocking anyone that I I made this this decision but but yeah that that's nice to hear thank you yeah and I mean why because you know obviously as a lot of people that are probably listening to this know that we're very good friends um and so Mm -hmm. I have gotten the pleasure of getting to like sample some of the other music that you've been working on and my God, it is so good. I can't wait for people to hear more of what you've gotten. But tell me why uh, People That I Love Leave felt like the right song to sort of do this reintroduction to this genre. I really wanted to lead with an up-tempo, something that people could move to. Um, I also felt like it was one of the most digestible songs that I have. There's some songs that I know you've heard that are like a big departure, um, bold lyrics that I'm not used to saying, um, things like that, that I kind of want to save for when I get everyone reacclimated and get everybody to kind of like, okay, this is where she's going. I'm, I'm on board or I'm not, you know, whatever it may be. So I kind of wanted, I thought, I felt like this song was like a really good entry point for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, I am like working on getting on tour and getting on festivals and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to lead with a high energy song because that'll help me achieve that. Um, but I also wrote this song with one of my closest friends who, you know, Ali Tamposi, um, we've known each other since we were four years old and now she's like this massive pop writer. Well, she's just a massive songwriter. She's not only done like Camila Cabello and Dua Lipa, but she's also done, Ozzy Osbourne and like, yeah, rock too. So, um, she's on the track, which also makes this next chapter feel like sentimental too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just, I feel like the song could be a hit. I just, I feel very like sentimental about the whole thing too. So that's why I really wanted to choose that one. Yeah. And it's just, it's very infectious. It has, you know, lyrics that I think people can really relate to, which I think is something that you've always done. You've always written lyric that feels relatable in some way. And I think whether this, you know, song specifically speaks to, you know, a relationship or it speaks to a friendship or it speaks to insecurities about other things and, you know, people leaving your life, like doesn't actually have to be like literally people leaving your life. It could be a sense of feeling like alone and it's why you have walls up and and other things and so the song is very relatable and I think relatable songs are the ones that seem to do the best and and you know they get the most mass appeal because so many people can really identify with it 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely, I've always struggled with like abandonment issues. Like, as you know, my dad left when I was a kid and, um, I've, I've definitely not had like great examples of men in my life who stick around and, um, you know, don't betray you in some way or another. So, uh, this song was just like, I wrote it more for the relationship side of things. But like you said, like, I love that people are interpreting it in different ways. It could be about, friends, family members, like jobs, you can't keep a job, maybe like whatever it may be, um, things that you're afraid to get too attached to um, because of like past traumas or things that that never seem to stick. So like, I have been getting a lot of people saying they relate and I'm like, I'm sorry, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a great thing to have to, to relate to, but you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that you feel connected to a lyric about me believing, but you know, <laughs> but, but it is true. Like it, anyone can relate to these types of things and, you know, could be somebody that like left your life. Like, obviously I've dealt with a lot of like people that have, you know, unfortunately passed away in my life mm-hmm. and, you know, that can, it can relate in that kind of way too. And so yeah. I, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be so literal and it, and it, you know, it is nice to have those types of songs that you can really rely on that like when you're feeling a certain way. But what I love is that, you know, we're, we're kind of getting heavy in this and, and, and not is <laughs> like talking about a lot of like loss and a lot of the like darkness of what maybe the song is a, like undertoning about but what's mm-hmm. so nice is that the song is like so it's so bright it's so fresh it like actually makes you feel good when you're listening to it and so mm-hmm. even though the like lyrics are like a bit like sad or a little bit like oh there is something or like I can relate because I am putting up walls you're still sort of like you take ownership of it and it's like it feels empowering and it's like still anthemic and mm-hmm. and so I think that's why you know I love it. And so I'm super excited about it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just want people to feel validated in their feelings. And sometimes you got to like throw in a, I don't know, happy seeming vibe sonically to offset the sadder lyrics. So. Yeah. Well, and I also love too, because, you know, traditionally, especially since you've uh, since you were doing like frame by frame and like you're obviously your platinum single wasting all these tears, like people know you as this powerhouse vocalist. And so a lot of times like the power ballad is the one that like you've been like really known for. And so yeah. I think that this is like really exciting because every time that you perform live, I'm always like, she needs to be on a bigger stage. This is a bigger <laughs> show. Like you're, you have so much energy and like that's that that you know girl on the vans warp tour has never left you like you're ready no. to like, do that again and this song is like we'll we'll deliver on that too so i can't wait to see it live oh i can't wait to play it live i'm ready yes and um and you mentioned a video so that's coming soon so is there anything like that's that you feel like you've done differently with this video like given that it's like a new genre for you is there anything that you can tease about the video I yeah I'm I'm bringing in um a few guys to be in it a few actors to be in it um and it's it's different because since my last music video I've been in acting classes for mm-hmm. almost a year and I do feel like I've improved with my um acting chops and the guys that are in the video are actually actors from the acting studio that I go to so I really love that um I'm bringing in kind of like the family. Um, Obviously Nashville is not the first place you think of when you think of 
actors and studios and TV and film, but we're really, you know, all trying to like make sure all of our ships rise. And so I wanted to not just go through an agency and see like what actors I could get. I really wanted to go to the place that I've, I've really like felt like I have a new family. So the, the actors are great. And um, I think we, I think we killed the, the whole storyline part of the video. So, yeah. I mean, to, to, to your credit though, you have always been an actress, even if you haven't (laughs) been like taking, I remember the the stories of you filming, wasting all these tears videos Uh. and and acting (laughs) in that. I mean, there, you've done some, some real acting chops, so this won't be your first like entry into it, but I, I love that you're introducing people from that side of your life now and into the project. And, and I think that again, makes it feel so authentic to who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part, it's a part of my life that I've really fallen in love with that I, I never pursued before because I always thought that it would take time and energy away from music. And it, it's been the opposite. Like all it does is help me in my music. It helps me in my stage presence and, and just like emoting, um, when I sing and stuff like that. So, um, I'm excited about that aspect of, of my career, but, um, but yeah, I like that. I got to do that in the video. And, uh, you also get to test out your chops on TikTok because you have become (laughs) quite the TikToker. I cannot figure it out. And like every time (laughs) I'm on there, you have something that's just like so funny and you just like, (laughs) you've learned how to like master like the funny TikToks. I can't do any of the like lip syncing things over like the whatever it is. You've done it. I, I know, but it's very hard. It has to be something I'm very familiar with, like Clueless. Yeah. But like you will like take something and you're just like right on it. And it's like, oh, this could have been your like, I mean, you are basically like ready to like be starring with like Kristen Wiig. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> that is a dream. Are you kidding? I would die. I, I just have to like listen to the sound a thousand times before I do it. It's not like I just I'm like, woohoo, let's just do this in five seconds. So but thank you for saying that. I have fun with it. It's like, as soon as I saw TikTok as a tool and mm-hmm. like, this will help me, I started really embracing it. Before I would roll my eyes at it. I was really annoyed that I had to have another thing that I have to be like a master at because right. um, the landscape keeps changing for music. And mm-hmm. um, after being in it for so long, I've seen it happen a thousand times, but I just embraced it. And now it's fun. And now it's like, all right. You know, if it if it gets banned and and canceled, then I just did all that work for nothing. But it's fine. <laughs> Not for nothing, because people will still find you. Like they will yeah. still like find an outlet where they can, and hopefully they'll already have downloaded the single and they'll be following yeah. the ones to come. But yeah, it's it is strange. I mean, I know you and I have had this conversation a lot personally, and I know you have talked about this with other artists that you are friends with in the industry. It's like it's so wild right now that TikTok is truly sort of driving so much of the industry and like a lot of artists that are tied to labels or tied to specific contracts it's like they won't like labels won't invest in a music video for a song until it reaches a certain level on tiktok and it's like yeah we're giving so much to this social media platform that i mean for an artist like you who has been around and in this industry for so long before almost predating all of these social social platforms like that's got to just be feel so different in the way in which you promote and bring this music to life 
I have to. Yeah, know. I mean, like TikTok is part of the strategy now. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, but when are we going to start teasing it on TikTok and that kind of thing? But like, I personally, I I know that it's important, so I am focusing on it. I am like honoring that, but I'm also in the back of my head like. I don't want TikTok to be the only thing that I focus on and that I'm doing well on. Like I want to make sure that I'm touring and that I'm I'm like releasing good content on other platforms. Like I never want to just rely on one place for people to find my music and for people to get to know me. So like that's been huge for me because I've met people who and I'm I'm 33 so like I don't think that I'm too old for TikTok but it's it's not like I didn't, you know, grow up with it in a way of like Gen Z's like growing mm-hmm. up with it. Um, I'll meet someone who has like 30 million TikTok followers and I have no clue who they are. And it's like, right. that's fine. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying I don't think people focus enough on all the platforms and, and uh, you know, it is what it is. Like it's whatever you want your career to be. But for me personally, like I think I benefit more when I'm, focusing on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and all of the other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and you have to, because I think the other thing is like, you've got, as you just mentioned, you can have somebody on TikTok that's got 30 million followers, but you actually have never, you have never heard of them. And 30 million people followed them because of probably one or two of their like TikToks that like went viral in some kind of way. Maybe they're doing something funny. Maybe they're, you know, singing a song, but yeah, did that song ever chart? Did that song ever actually like go the distance? Is that person out touring and like building that fan base? And that is so much of what the industry used to be is going out and hitting the road and meeting your fans and building long relationships, which, which you have done. I have met a lot of your fans who, you know, even to this day, they, they follow me and, and, you know, and reach out to me about things and want my opinion on your new music and all of that stuff. And, and, (laughs) you know, and that, that's, but that's something that's so cool because you actually have this relationship with fans. And I think that's what is missing in the TikTok era is that Mm -hmm. it's not really a relationship. It's just a follow. It's just a number at that point. Yeah. Really what's behind it. I don't know. So it's good that you're doing all the things, but you have learned how to also do the TikTok. So yes, doing the dick, the, the dick, <laughs> Love it. doing the TikTok. <laughs> yes. That, that in itself. I'm doing that a, as well. That um, could be a viral TikTok moment. We just, oh, we yeah. just Ooh, it. I got to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> doing the TikTok. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, but so switching gears a little bit. And again, as you're kind of like moving into this new space, as we talked about, the industry is very different the landscape is very different in the world as you kind of mentioned alluded to with like the the exit from country um how are you or where are you pulling sort of influences and this could be musically but it could also be like from a branding perspective like how are you thinking about putting all of this new package that you're delivering now out and like who are you drawing inspiration from um, I'm, I'm really, I've never done the, like, just release a bunch of singles for a while. I've, I've always, I've done like two singles and then an album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really like to focus on just taking it, like taking it one song at a time for a minute, making sure that each song gets like a fair shake and just like put awesome content around it out. Um, but I'm really, I just want to get on the road. So like mm-hmm. that, that's been the main conversation I've had with my team is, um, you know, obviously I need new, new music out to be considered for certain things. And so 
just getting that started was like a huge win. But um, just in general, making sure that I'm being positioned the right way. You know, like you mentioned earlier, I've been in country music for 10 years. And um, from public perception to the algorithms, mm-hmm. I'm a country artist to a lot mm-hmm. of people still. And so I have to make sure people know that that's not what I'm doing anymore. And I'm going back to the thing that I did before country music. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that I yeah. started in pop punk. So that's like, ha- that has to be intentional. Um, and so, so that's just like a very big focus for me, but, um, you know, I have, I have like 10 songs that are in a Dropbox folder that I'm really excited about and I love them all pretty much equally. So I'm really leaning on like my friends and my team to like help me choose yeah. which is coming next. But yeah. I, I definitely have enough songs for a record. It's just now yeah. just a matter of, um, making sure everything's rolled out like, with enough time to where people are still engaged, but not too long to where people lose their attention span and all of that. So, and like inquiring about different features, which is exciting. Um, So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of, a lot of balls in the air right now, but. It's interesting that you brought up the, like the strategy of releasing the one song at a time, because as we are talking about like the TikTok world and, you know, streaming is another thing that has changed so much from when you put out your first record and like the, the, I mean, even when you were on the voice, like that was when you were still, when people still like bought singles on iTunes, it was like before people were just streaming music all the time. And, and that has changed so much. And it's so weird to me because I, you know, grew up loving music and it was like, everybody had the same formula. It was like, you released a single, maybe released your second single, then the album, and then had like one more or two more singles. If it, you know, if it was a really successful album, you might've gone like four or five deep, but it was like, that was always the formula. And like the album had a tour, it had, it had all of the things that kind of came with it music videos, things that excited people. And the way that people are releasing albums today is like wild to me because it's like they're dropping their like two or three songs. They put out all the music videos the day the album comes out. And then it's like, if that album doesn't do a lot, you like don't hear about it again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't even mean that it's a bad record or that it didn't have like the power. It's just you gave everything away so soon and then it's like now it's out there and people are over it and because we're in this TikTok era where everything's short and our attention spans are different and yeah. and so it's it's interesting you know I, I think that you're on to something and I know that there are a lot of artists that are out there kind of doing the same thing of like I want to give every song its due I want to like mm-hmm. promote this song I want to put a video out I want people to like fall in love with this song and then I can give them something more and do the same thing with that song because I mean, I, as I, as someone who may or may not have access to this said Dropbox, (laughs) (laughs) I have heard all these songs and they are, every song is like, Oh, this doesn't feel like an album song. It feels Mm -hmm. like you're writing all of your music to be released as a single because everything is so powerful. Everything is so different. Everything just like, it's all next level. Um, Mm. And yeah, it would be sad to sort of like, give it all away and then it like you have to move on essentially to the next project and I can't imagine what that's like for some of those artists yeah and I I think like I'm just so I I love writing I'm I'm definitely a songwriter but I also 
Um, I'm not one of those people when I've written the album, when I'm working on the album and I'm in album mode that I'm like already writing for the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of like a one project at a time kind of person. This is the first time in my whole career that I'm writing while I have a single out. Like that's, I've always had to like take things one, one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that people that do that, that have that ability that are able to write, you know, five days a week, no matter what, that's probably why they are able to just release an album and then uh, all these videos at the same time and then be able to do another record like a few months later. Mm -hmm. And I think with the attention span being so short now for consumers, it is like, you know, when you release a record, you have to kind of be prepared to hear, okay, so when's the next com- one coming in like the next month? Um, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's like, everybody's different and some artists have fan bases that consume music differently. So I'm just kind of going off of what I think I see working for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I also know like my, the, the strategy that I'm doing is, you know, I have to get people to understand what this is going to be. It's not going to be what I've done before. So just like not, you know, dropping a whole record before people even realize that I'm not doing country music anymore. Like I need yeah. to just get everybody on that page and then hit them with the, with the record. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And I think, I mean, and, you know, and there's other ways of packaging that too. Some people have done, you know, a couple of singles and then they release an EP and then they do a couple more singles and another EP and then they package the two EPs as an album. And, you know, and I think yeah. that there's so many different ways you can kind of do that that gives it the right life form. Cause I mean, we were talking about Camila Cabello or you mentioned her with Ali and she's someone that like, she released her last record the day that it came out. It was like, here's three videos. Here's all the things she did like a big TikTok promotion where she did mm. a big live show of every song. And then it was like the album just, it was like all the content is there now. And right. And I'm sure fans are like, when's her next project coming? What's next for her? And mm-hmm. it's like, she's probably spent a, a year plus on that one. Like putting yeah. all, that, all that content together. Oh my God. And yeah. it all it came out forever. within like a week. It's, like, yeah. it's sad, but yeah um, that's weird so kind of and and speaking about like influences and stuff obviously like I uh, Avril has been one that you've talked about a lot but is there anybody that's like kind of new that you're like really kind of drawing as like either inspiration or just an artist that you feel like I am inspired by them maybe not their sound mm-hmm. necessarily but the but it gives you the inspiration to go write a hit song yeah, I I fell in love with um, Ceilings by um, Lily McAlpine. Is that how you, how you say it? Lizzie. Lizzie McAlpine. Um, it's like almost like a stream of consciousness. And I've never been good at that kind of lyric. Like that's just not how I write. I'm very like you tell the story and, um, and it, um, like conversational lyrics I really like. But an artist like her, I think Tate McRae does it really well too. Like just, just stream of consciousness, um, kind of lyric that like is literally how our brains work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hear a song like that, I'm just so, so drawn to it because it is how our, it, that's our inner workings. Like we don't think well thought out things all day. We we're like, I'm sitting on a zoom. Oh, Sam's paintbrushes right there. And Oh, look at his, like, you know, like our <laughs> brains literally just 
go all over the place and within the span of like a second. So I love songs like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then more like sonically, I really love, I really love this band Biffy Clyro and I've just really um, had fun like drawing influence from their stuff because obviously they're a rock band with a male singer and it's very like intense and, and huge sounding. And then I just feel like with my voice on a track like that, it's just a whole different thing, but it, um, I love hearing my voice over something dark and gritty and um, just like powerful like that. Yeah. So I've really loved to play with, with like a Biffy Clyro inspiration as well. Yeah. Um, and I know you've also gotten to perform with a lot of your sort of inspirations, your musical like icons, yeah. um, which I mean is amazing that you've gotten to perform with so many people. Is there anyone that you are have yet to that you, I mean, I'm sure there are, but who I guess would be the people that you're like, these are the top three that I have yet to uh, perform with that I would love to. Uh, definitely Blink-182. They are my favorite band of all time. Yep. Um, I think, I mean, obviously I'm not doing country anymore, but Shania Twain is like a huge, huge mm -hmm. influence for me. And I would love to perform with her. And she's so genre bending, bending now with like who she's bringing on tour and, and everything that I don't think that would be like the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, well, Angie, and you guys are both rocking pink hair. Yeah, we could just match. Um, and Rihanna. Rihanna is my queen. Oh I my love God. her so much. And she's always, she's like, I, I think people probably have picked up on this, but she's definitely like a rock chick. She loves mm -hmm. rock music. So um, I think we'd be a really good fit together. So that would be, that's my dream for sure. Yeah, I'm imagining. I mean, uh I loved Good Girl Gone Bad. That uh, that record is one of my favorite. Rihanna oh yeah, records. yeah. And I feel like there's like a lot of sort of rock influence in some mm -hmm. of that, and mm -hmm. she does it in a way that like makes it really pop and makes it really mainstream. But there's some like there's some songs on there where yeah, you definitely feel like she's she knows her way around uh, the rock genre. I agree. Yeah, she's like you can tell she's got a lot of different influences, and that's why her music's always so interesting and cool. Is because like. She probably draws from all different genres, but oh, I just love her so much. Well, we got to make that happen. I, I, I know, think that right? would be amazing. I mean, she, I feel like she's barely working these days, but I know. <laughs> she doesn't really need to. She's like, eh. She's like, let's do the I, Super Bowl. Sure. Savage Fenty. She's like, I'm a billionaire. She's like, what else? I could do yeah. the Super Bowl, I guess, but I don't even have to release a record with it. I know. I'll just drop a baby instead. I'll just uh, drop a baby. <laughs> um yeah she's she she would be really epic to kind of have like a a resurgence and like some new music I would love to hear her do yeah. something a little bit more not in kind of the same genre or space that she's kind of fallen into over the last like couple of records and do mm -hmm. something a little bit more rock influenced and if she did like obviously that would make a ton of sense for you guys then maybe I have a little in maybe a little sliver of hope if she yes. did that we'll see yeah Amazing. Um, well, and so another thing is that, and people don't realize probably that you have really done this project completely on your own. And that's mm -hmm. like a very different thing for you. Um, you have always kind of had, you know, the team of people that 
that are kind of help you always have had your hand in everything you've always had a say and you always like get to pick creative directions and and things mm-hmm. like that but this is like you're really starting to see some of the things that maybe you even didn't realize like that was being done to sort of get your music out there and the things that you yeah. have to do to prepare for it how has this process been different for you um and then, yeah i guess how has this process been different i mean it's all around everything about it has been different because um as you know i haven't had a manager for a while now um i had some help kind of like tying up loose ends um toward the end of last year and then th- the beginning of this year was like okay i've got no manager um and i've been i've been looking for one i've been taking meetings and all that stuff but this that's a role that you just can't like settle you can't you have to be so excited about about that cuz that's the most personal relationship you'll have in your career and so i i've just i've had options but i've just not gone for it yeah. so um and then i just was like not willing to wait for a manager to release this new music i felt like you know what i'm not on tour right now i'm i can handle it like i can I can really, um, and then I can learn a lot too, which I have, it's been really hard, but I have learned so much about just like overall, like up, uploading a single onto my distributor's website, like mm-hmm. that, that in itself, I never had to do myself. <laughs> I've always had a manager do that for me. Um, but even just like setting up my music video shoot and, and, um, writing the treatment for it, which I've done in the past, but, um, talking, you know, directly with the director for weeks and weeks and weeks and, um, styling myself for it, um, to hiring the producer that I wanted. And also just a lot of different producers on this record. Usually I'd go in and, um, to get the whole record produced by one person, but I've just, if I love the demo that we did the day of the, 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 right i'll just be like can you spruce it up a bit and then that's what i'll use mm-hmm. and you'll, you're the producer for the song and that's been really fun um the conversations about like logistics have been <laughs> not fun but um but i'm learning a lot like i said yeah. you know i'm like learning about like what's fair and what's not fair and um everybody's been so patient and so like forthcoming with the information and um i did bring on a digital team about like a month and a half ago and they've been so so helpful um i brought on a pr team um around the same time and they've been really great as well so but just in general like building out my team from scratch basically has been super new to me because i've had like a management company who has an in-house digital person or an in-house you know um digital design person or whatever so like i'm kind of hand I'm like cherry picking the people that I feel like make sense for the project and that's been really fun but it's a lot of work it's yeah. really really intense but I'm like pretty sure I found a manager so yeah that's exciting yeah and it's and it's not you know but I want I wanted to make sure that that was said on the space because it is a lot of work and there's a lot of artists that never actually have to think about any of those things that you did and you've been in this industry for so long so you've been so fortunate that you have not had to like really hustle and have some of those hard conversations and and really figure out what the strategy is and 
sort of bounce ideas off of the wall and, you know, yeah. do just do a lot of stuff on your own that you've never had to. And it's a lot of work and you got it to where it is, right? Because this song, like you mentioned, you brought on digital team, you brought on a PR, you're like in the final stages of conversations potentially with the manager, like, but that's to set you up from what you've already done and for them to take what you've already built, all of these potential 10 songs or more potentially like, and, and take it to the next level. You have got, you have delivered what you've delivered today. And, and I think that, you know, is super like just, you should be, I want people to really recognize that because there isn't a lot of artists that do all of the things that you've been doing, especially artists who have had such a career the way that you have, that would be willing to just say, you know what, that's not going to work for me right now. And I know what I want to be. And I'm going to just pick up the pen and I'm going to do it all on my own. And, you know, so that should be applauded and recognized. And, you know, I, as your friend, am very, very proud of you because I know how hard you have worked and I know Mm -hmm. that it has not been an easy road. Um, And just some of it is just like the amount of time that it has taken you away from other things. And I get that. And so I'm super proud of you. And I think that this the single should, I mean, I have to imagine, I'll let you, I'll let you say or confirm, but I have to imagine that there's something about this song that also feels even more personal as a result of all the work that you've put in. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying all of that. That means a lot. Um, yeah, this song is just kind of like, I feel like it symbolizes so much, you know, um, I'm, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone as far as just like the security blanket of what country music has been for me. Um, even though it hasn't fully embraced me the past few years, it still felt like it's always going to be there. You know, I I have like success in that genre. So like I still get offers and still get for shows and whatever. So it's, I'm stepping, choosing to step away from that. I needed to grieve that for a sec. And also just trusting that there is a place for me in pop rock and pop punk and that, Um, I'm not like too old for it. I'm not like this old chick coming in with all these new young chicks that are killing it. Like I had to get past that too. Cause like I'm, I look around and I'm so inspired and so impressed with all like the new generation of these like rock chicks. Um, and then just like kind of finding out that I'm, they, they are inspired by me and like what I have done with my mm-hmm. like that that's blown my mind is just like seeing these these people that are killing it that are like you know like jacks you know want mm-hmm. winning the new artist of the year at iheart who like who's inspired by me and mm-hmm. hey monday and all that so i just just kind of um letting myself accept all those things and um letting them feel good instead of like shying away from that that's that's been really important for me to release this song with like such confidence and and excitement like I'm I genuinely am excited for what's to come and it feels yeah just feels really good so yeah well and also like you're not um you're not too old for it you're not also (laughs) not like coming into the scene like you have to remember Mm -hmm. and empower yourself to know that you were the og you were there before all these people that's why they're looking at you as their influences and so you're just because you you know took a little detour you pivoted into country which was something that you loved as a child and growing up and you had so many influences i mean you just mentioned shania twain and and all of that and and so you 
you took this like detour into that space because that felt right at the time. But what feels right now is like going back as we've called it home so many times, Mm -hmm. I think today is like you are back home. And so you're Mm -hmm. not even like new on the scene. You're, you're there, you're established. It's just now reminding everyone that like, oh yeah, this is what she does in this space. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to be really great. Thank you. I hope so. I'm trying. And you, and you've been rocking the like pink hair and, uh, and I, and I love it. It's really faded. It's every time I wash it, it turns a different color. It's like, (laughs) I need to figure something out. This is ridiculous. Like this doesn't even look pink anymore. It's like, what even is that? It is pink. It's well, it's like a blondish pink. I love it. I love it when it's like this. I mean, because you you went like really, really pink for a while. You were like really hot pink. Yes. And then and then you did more of this like muted, faded pink, which I think is like it's like a cool summer. You know, it makes me feel like you're gonna be on the beach next. Maybe that's that'll be your next video. I I'm just gonna make it the next video so I can go to the damn beach. I want the (laughs) I want the beach so bad. Uh, dying i know it uh you did you did have that epic beach video um summer was hard to top that yeah it's an amazing video if if any of you have not seen that i urge you to when you're done listening here go watch summer because it's a it's an incredible and very sexy video it's a different side of me that you'll be seeing (laughs) all the sides actually all the sides yes exactly (laughs) um so, and then obviously we the last time you were here, we talked, we talked housewives, um, but you know, are there any kind of like pop culture moments so far this year that you're like, I've got a, a these are the things I've been obsessed with? Um, I mean, I know you've already talked uh, a lot about Scandal, so I, I obviously I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, who isn't? I mean, I'm down to talk about that. If you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell me your thoughts on it. I definitely want to hear. I mean, this is the thing. We can never talk about Scandaval too much. Like there's a little part of me that's like, oh God, we just keep talking about Scandaval, but it keeps giving. So it's like, we got to talk about it. Yeah. It, there's, there's like all these new things that keep coming out every freaking day about it. But I guess my, like my thing that I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how it affected me. Mm-hmm. Like I was so blown away at how I I was consumed by it for days I was like asking pe- strangers about it I was at Pilates like the person next to me like did you see and you know like people are like what the, what are you talking about um it was just I couldn't be- I was embarrassed at how much it affected my daily life and like to the point where I would just talk to Sam about it my boyfriend for those of mm-hmm. you who don't know and it like he was such a trooper but like we we're pretty good about you know he talks to me a little bit about Warhammer but he doesn't go to great <laughs> he doesn't go to great lengths to try and describe it to me because I he knows that it's like I, I don't, I'm not going to really retain it that was not a tool for me I was just like telling him all of it and I just <laughs> needed to tell somebody yeah. I just needed to talk about it so yeah. I hope I'm not the only one that was just like consuming. No, I know. Well, when it broke, you had like, I feel like it was a couple of weeks after you had just been on. And I was, and I, yeah. but I also knew that we were planning to do this around the single. And I was like, oh gosh, I feel like I need to get Cassidy on and get her thoughts on Scandaval. Cause like, we got to like break into like all of this stuff is like breaking news. But yep. then I felt like, I mean, especially on this platform, I felt like I couldn't keep up. I was like, if I'm yeah. going to talk about this, I have to talk about it real time. 
because tomorrow every part of this story is going to be different. Like, yeah, I everything know. you learned is no longer the reality anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think as of like yesterday, like Ariana might have like done done a hard launch of a new boyfriend on her Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. She she would definitely like posted a photo of a holding a hand at Coachella. But, but, but didn't I, a friend say like love seeing my friends happy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's playing with us. I I can't. I, nothing has been confirmed. Maybe by the time this comes out in a couple of days, that will have been confirmed. Maybe she will like have officially hard launched like with a tag. But like, okay. there was a group photo, and yes, they did look like they were there. But somebody had like done some. You know, these Bravo fans go deep, and they like can they like scout out stuff that you've like never would have thought to find oh no and apparently this guy's like been around for a while so i don't know if like maybe okay. it's something that like they just sparked romance as in the midst of her heartbreak or if this is just sort of a friend that they're like you know just yeah. giving the world a little bit of something to talk about i personally i don't know ariana but i will say she doesn't seem like the kind of person that just like put something on Instagram to get people talking like she during that whole like thing where it came out she could have done so much with that Mm -hmm. she could have done interviews she could have done like you know gone crazy on socials and just blasted that she didn't do anything like she was she handled it so pro and I was like who is her like publicist like they're (laughs) the genius you know um because it just made her more popular because like she right. wasn't speaking and people were just like glued to her socials, waiting, waiting, waiting. And, um, you know, she gained like crazy amounts of followers on all the platforms, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm choosing to believe that it's real because yeah. I don't think she's like thirsty like that. I want her to be super happy and I hope that she does bounce back and has, you know, some amazing romance. I think, you know, and I think, you know, obviously she's not going on the Howie Mandel show and mm. having a dumpster fire interview and all what of, a disaster. Oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. You guys can tune into our last episode, uh, Sandoval speaks, which is where I break down everything that happened on that hour <laughs> and 18 minutes that I will never get back. I don't know why I watched that interview. It was so, it was just, it was horrible, but yeah, I mean, I also think that Ariana, is respectful enough to the show. I think she understands that like, this is about to play out on the series and and we've got a reunion where we're going to talk about it. And, you know, Andy did a one-on-one interview with her and Sandoval both for the reunion special. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like, she's respectful in that because I know that the cast I've, I've heard uh, from a source that the, the cast has been told to stop with all of the like behind the scenes stuff. They keep going on podcasts and their own podcasts yeah. and talking about every single detail. And they have been asked to stop doing it because it's potentially ruining the storyline. And yeah. Tom Sandoval completely blindsided Bravo producers with this Howie Mandel interview where he's, he basically says everything that like is going to debunk all of this, all of what we're about to see and the story that they're building up and the re- all the things that came out at the reunion, he's wow. kind of spilling too much. And like now it, 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 for some people it will feel spoiled. I think like we all at this point can see through the Sandoval of it. But, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think that that's part of it too. Cause I, I think Ariana is such a cool chick that she's like, I'm going to let it play out. And then like, maybe she will have like her own sit down and, and say something, yeah. or maybe she'll do like a podcast and be like, here's everything from my perspective of how it went down, but she's letting it play out first. And also I hope she's just living her best, like hot girl summer. Cause she's looking, she's great. busy. She's in a movie. She's Looked working with Bloomingdale. She's like on, going to be on dancing with the stars. She's, she can't, she can't, Go on the Howie Mandel show. <laughs> yeah. She's she busy. Doesn't, she doesn't have an hour and 18 minutes to talk to someone who has never seen the show before. Did you did you see any <laughs> of the Howie? I, I watched for about 10 minutes and I, I couldn't stomach him. Yeah. yeah. Sandoval, it, not Howie. He's fine. But well, I, I just yeah. it was so silly. I mean, the the first 10 minutes alone were the wildest. I was like, this is chaos because how he had literally didn't know who this person was that was sitting there. He had done no homework. He like didn't, as Tom's talking about stuff, he's just like looking around, like he's so confused about like, what are we talking about? And he keeps looking at his daughter. Like, do you know what this is? Like, do we need to stop this interview? Like, I have no clue what this guy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny. Cause it's like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that Tom Sandoval would get, a, a show canceled or like Howie Mandel is going to lose fans from it. But like, I personally think you, you shouldn't you vet your, your guests and yeah. make sure like, you know, he's kind of like hated right now. And I know that everybody deserves their chance to say their piece, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the best. No, it probably got a lot of hits. I was going to say it doesn't seem like the best move, but he probably got a lot of viewership. Well, it was also a favor because uh, Tom Sandoval's, uh, band's manager is married to Howie Mandel's manager. Oh, so there was a connection. That's how it like made. So I think that they were looking for, we've wow. got to do some damage control. We've got to get you on an interview where you can tell your side of the story. Cause we know, you know, for, from things that we've read in the media that after the scandal came out, there was a scene filmed uh, that, Sandoval that he did was, not like. He felt like right. the story did not go in his favor. He was not happy with it. He told Bravo producers that he would quit the show if he if they didn't refilm it. They are not refilming it. Yeah, I, I have heard that he also was not liking the way that things were going down at the reunion, and that he didn't feel like he had a fair like chance to say his piece. And so I think that they were getting ahead of all of that with like let's give him his opportunity to speak. And so they went to you know someone that they could pull a favor in and. I mean, Bravo is pretty upset about it. And who knows? Like I, he said on Howie Mandel, he was like, the ratings are higher than they've ever been because of me. So, uh, you know, I obviously will be back. Stop. But, yeah, no, he like, he was like, I'm not obligated to go back. Cause they asked like, do you have to go back? He's like, I'm not obligated, but like ratings are the highest they've ever been because of this. So, okay. Here's what I'll say about that. <laughs> yes. If you didn't know about Scandaval, this season, Tom Sandoval is the least entertaining one of them all. Like, if you did not know about all of this, yeah. I, I could take him or leave him. He has not entertained me at all. Yeah. It's James, um, Raquel, uh, Katie, oh. Sheena, like, Allie, I guess. Like, those, that they have been carrying the shit. Sandoval has not done shit for me. Yeah. So, like, okay, you're, like, awful behavior is why people are more people are watching like why are you proud of that yeah <laughs> no so i weird. think it's a little bit of the like jacks taylor 
um, syndrome of like Jack's always being like, I'm the number one guy in the group. And on his, on the final reunion that he had, he made some comment of like, this is my show. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, and it, Vanderpump it, got pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he wasn't back the next season. And it's like, yeah. so I don't know, Tom, like, don't, don't get too comfortable with those Vanderpump checks because you may not be asked back because we, I would be much yeah. more interested in following whatever Ariana is doing next. Right. Like I don't want to absolutely have to deal with seeing the two of them together. I don't need him on my screen and I certainly yeah. don't need Raquel on my screen. Oh God. I know. But you know what is so frustrating is instead of doing all this gaslighting and, and making it like Ariana is the reason that, that he did this terrible thing. He could kind of like look at the handbook of Bravo comebacks. How many people have done terrible things, not just on Bravo, but on Vanderpump rules mm -hmm. and have had a redemption season where they've done the work, they've changed. You can see that they've really tried and like the friend group starts coming around and like that. I love watching that. And I'm not saying that like I would buy it from Sandoval, but everybody can change. I think everybody can get the help they need. And he's just burnt. If he burns this Bravo bridge, he's screwed. So like, do, have you never seen any of the other shows on Bravo? You know you can you can do this. You can come back from this. And yeah. it's like he's not he might not even be given the option to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be really interesting cuz I think we're getting close to Scandaval stuff because now we do know that we're in the episodes that the affair is going on. Mm. And so I feel like we're getting somewhat close to them picking up the cameras again and yeah. seeing it kind of play out. And then the season's going to be over. I think it ends. I think the last, I think the last part of the reunion will end at the end of May. So basically we've got like a month and a half ish. <laughs> no, I don't want know. to. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing is like, we're like, well, you were like, I could talk about Scandaval, but I know you already have. I'm like, because we can just talk about it forever until it's suddenly not in our world anymore. Then what? Then we really are going to be like, wow. Then what was, now? Yeah. You know, We're going to be like, what do we do now? Yeah. But <sighs> then, we'll, then we'll have some housewives back. Then we'll be like, hopefully like being given some, something new to breathe life into our, into our gossip uh, train. I know. And I, yeah, I, I do like the ultimate girls trip. That's the Thailand one that's happening. Um. It's, got, it's fallen off a little for me. Yeah, it, it definitely, the whole, like, let's find who stole the tequila bottle is, like, the dumbest storyline I've it's, ever seen. Like, in all of Housewives. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of maybe, like, what, something else that's, like, sort of itching my brain that's, like, wait, what about that other one? But anyway, I can't think of it. I mean, um, like, the, the the dog one on Beverly Hills, Lucy. dog one Lucy, wasn't yeah, great. Lucy or whatever it was. It was, like, yeah. that was, like, really stupid storyline. But at least there was, like something about it it just went on too long but yeah. it's like, are we truly having a fight over a tequila bottle and it's an entire episode about it yeah and then like the next episode is like kind of the fallout of it i'm like this the tequila bottle is more entertaining at this point than these women <laughs> all that shows making me do is want to go buy that bottle and have, <laughs> have it on the rocks like it's and i know how good it is but it's like Oh, you My mean God. because you can literally go to the store and just buy another bottle? And Absolutely. like, why are we fighting about it? <laughs> because they're not even there that long. You're there. They're there for like what ten days, te technically, probably. 
um, you're gonna like you're you can just get one when you get home. Like, well, they think they're on like day six or something. Like, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna be home in four days. Like, yeah. if you can't like just drink some Don Julio in the meantime or you know, <laughs> whatever else they've got, like, just you can figure it out, girl. I know it's so crazy, but yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's good. It's like entertaining. It, it's I will probably never not watch an Ultimate Girls Trip. Even if I hear some bad reviews, I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's yep. epic. It's all of these women coming together who all know about each other, who have preconceived notions and like opinions on each other. And they, maybe they've already had beef online or at BravoCon mm -hmm. or something. So I just think it's fascinating when they all get together and they actually talk about the shows. Like that's when I, that's when, what I love the most is when they're like, oh, on your show, this happened. Like, I just think it's cute hearing them actually talk about their shows on one of the shows. Yeah. Like, I just think it's so cool. Yeah. It's, um, and speaking of BravoCon, we've got to figure out how to go. We, I know. It's, it's Vegas. So. Oh my God. We yeah, have we to go. I know. I, I just, there was such like stories of last year being like so chaotic and stuff that I'm like, well, that doesn't sound fun. So I know. I and, but I think that maybe that's why they like have moved it to like a, a, the capital city where like they put these types of events on and everyone yeah. that works there like really knows how to like maintain them and manage them. So True. hopefully it's going to be better, but yeah, that that's going to be fun. And, um, and yeah. And for the girls trip stuff, it's, um, uh, we already know the cast of season four and we know that there's some serious drama that's coming out of that. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then, uh, and then the next one is rumored to be this like real housewives of New York legacy. Um, they were going to do the legacy series. They decided yep. to scrap that, but now they're going to make it this like potentially a return to scary Island, um, which would just be amazing. I, that would be, I, <laughs> Even though oh. it's not like the combination of like all star housewives, it's like, but I think it's going to be like all star New York housewives. And that in itself is like, there's so many big personalities on that cast. Yeah. Everyone's going to be vying to try to like get their moment back on television. Yeah. That, oh, it's going to, I think it's going to be like really, really epic. I think that could yeah. be the, like the biggest one that we've seen so far. Well, and there's like the history they all have and all of the like, you know, when when somebody has an argument or has like a has a feud with one of the other housewives and then one of them leaves the show, they're probably they probably never got together and like worked it out. Like they're probably I, I would assume unless they were being filmed that they are probably not going to get together and like be like, let's just bury the hatchet. And so yeah. <laughs> this is probably like, you know, 10, 15 something years later for, for some of them not having confronted each other and still probably holding on to grudges. So that yeah. sounds like amazing. I, mean, I think it would be, epic. I think that there's probably a lot of people that would not agree with me in this, but I think it would be epic if they could somehow keep it under wraps, but got Bethany, put up the money to get Bethany back. Yeah. And have her like arrive Jill Zarin style, like where all the oh girls my God. arrive Hi. and they all are like sitting poolside, like, okay, well, these are our girls. Like, yeah. And Ramona's like turtle timing. And then Bethany's just like, and I'm here. <laughs> and they, but like, weren't they getting pedicures by the pool when that happened? Yeah. So, yeah. like, definitely, like, if they get pedicures by the pool, we know it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be just, it would be too amazing because we know that they probably won't bring Jill back since Jill's sort of apparently the reason that legacy fell apart. Oh. Um, 
yeah, she was demanding too much money. Um, and so, oh, okay, Jill. Yeah. And, but she was like demanding money. And then I think she was also like saying like the rest of the women should be paid equally. Like we should all be paid the same. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, they, uh, (laughs) they scrapped it as a result and, uh, and now she's not rumored to be on the, on this girl's trip. Oh, um, dang it. Version. That makes me feel bad for her. I know. But I do feel like that's why they need like a Bethany. Cause like Bethany, if Ramona and uh, Luann and all these people were there not knowing that Bethany was joining and then Bethany joins, oh. I feel like we might actually see like some serious behind the scenes, like diva oh, behavior yeah. from them. <laughs> that would I be mean, amazing. The last season that, you know, when Bethany decided not to come back, Luann's reaction was so venomous. She was yeah. Like she was so pissed that like their biggest star wasn't going to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, damn it. The ratings are going to go down. I know. Oh, that yeah. would be amazing. It would be well, so good. have to wait and see. I know. But in the meantime, so people that I love leave is out everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you and where can they stay up to date on your upcoming music video, upcoming performances, all of the things. I am at Cassidy Pope on all of my socials. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm on all of that. Um, I have finally started utilizing YouTube shorts and YouTube community because I'm old and didn't realize that was a thing. So I'm doing a lot more over there that people can check out. And yeah, keep you, Keep you just introduced to all of me. That. You introduced me to something new. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, YouTube community is basically it's like you can post pictures like on all the other platforms, and oh. shorts are like you know, you don't have to upload official music videos to those. Those are just you know, fun little things of content. But um, yeah, I'm on there, um, and I'll be I'll be announcing the music video date soon, and. Uh, some other fun things that I'm working on. So they, everybody keeps posted there. Oh, and the website is now Cassidy.com. So if you type in Cassidy Pope, it'll redirect you, but it's just yeah. Cassidy.com now. Because you only need to be known by one name. I mean, I don't know about that. I just like the way it looks. <laughs> well, I can say it. It's like okay. you've got you, know, you bet, share, Cassidy. Oh, well, I've got a lot to live up to. I got I mean, some Shania, work to do. Shania's I know. Name. That's true. That's true. So you're following in her footsteps. I hope so. That would yeah. be a nice career to have. Yes, please. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming by as always. Very excited to, you know, have the chat about your music and make sure. And of course, I'll, as always, as we love to do, talk about Bravo. But mm. um, but I really, truly, again, just want to like say how proud I am of you of this project that you've put together all on your own. People That I Love Leave is an incredible song. The rest of the music, as I've said, is it's it's unlike anything I've ever heard. You know that I have heard a lot of Cassidy music, a lot yeah. of unreleased Cassidy music. Yeah. So I have like heard a lot of things and <laughs> nothing that I have heard has been like this. It's Aww. so, so good. I am so excited about what is to come. And, you know, I'm just glad that you're able to still, that you're still like not, you're not so big that you can't come and stop by the gist and, oh, and, and talk to me. <laughs> Always. I love talking to you. Thank you for having me again. This is great. 
Of course. Well, um, for all of you out there, uh, make sure that you rate and subscribe. Make sure that you go and get, or I guess, listen or download People mm -hmm. That I Love Leave anywhere that you can find music. Um, and of course, follow Cassidy on all of her socials because she, like I said, is delivering some epic TikToks and lots more. <laughs> Um, and doing Instagram lives where you can like chat with her and do all kinds of things. So make sure you follow all of her stuff. Um, again, don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Gist. You can follow me at CM Vitrano on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And don't forget to tune in next week. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.